A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, good eye, guys. Welcome back. We are live again with another episode of Tinless Tuesday for the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast, proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze and Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom. I am your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, who's going to have to take something out of the oven in about five minutes, the Supercoach Matrix. How you going, mate? <laughs> oh, yep, I'm, I'm firing like those meatballs. Mate, as long as you share, we're all good. Uh, <laughs> Guys, this uh, this episode, as always, on Tin List Tuesday, we will talk you through our round seven scores, rank. Let us know how you went last week, how you ranked, whether you saw green arrows or red. I saw some red. We'll talk about our scores very soon. But before we do, make sure to hit subscribe, guys. Um, hit the like button. Hit the follow if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you get your audio podcasts, and help us grow the show by showing your support. On today's show, we'll talk through our scores. We'll talk through the most bought and sold as of tonight as well. Some interesting uh, buys and sells in that list tonight. Uh, we'll talk through all the super coach news from round eight of team lists as well. There's some absolute doozies in there for us to uncover. Q&A will answer all your questions as we go through the show as well. We'll talk about cash gen. We'll talk about the people that might start bleeding cash. And we will talk about our trades and captaincy. So plenty to talk about. Maddie, how did you go last week, mate? Yeah, pretty disappointing. Uh, 982 uh, could have been a lot worse when you look at the scores around the place. And it seemed to happen to a lot of people. It was top 43%. I slid down 4,000 spots and I am just outside the top 20K now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very similar. I think you've got me by about 3,000 spots at the moment. I, I got to 1,005 last week with the good old Jacob Karaz 6 in that score. It could have been anything. But um, to describe my week, because uh, it just wasn't good. It was no good. But you know what? It's another week, another chance of some green arrows and a bit of movement. Uh, we'll talk about our trades at the end, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm boosting this week. So hopefully we can start to catch up a little bit of uh, a little bit of ground. Now, everybody knows we love a cheeky beer on the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast or a cheeky alcoholic beverage, uh, whatever your alcoholic beverage of choice is. Uh, And what better sponsor to have than the Standard Squeeze? 
The standard squeeze helps you pour one standard shot at a time so you know exactly how much you're drinking without any of the guesswork. No more broken glass bottles with their food grade quality plastic. Throw your squeeze into the esky, the back of the ute or into your back pocket. Responsible drinking with convenience. So go on, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTON15 for 15% off at checkout. How good. Um, Raymond Crane and, and James Gowing both scored 10.46 this week, so they both knocked us off, having a little bit of a brag Twins. in the chat there. Twinning. So well done, boys. Very good week. Um, for, for everybody who's followed the podcast for however long it's been now, uh, you'd know we do a squeeze of the week sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. And the winner this week with the highest score in our unlimited league was Stephen, coach of, get this, Latrell's Smegma. What a, na- what a team name. Uh, scoring 1,199. Big week. Very uh, very good week from Latrell Smegma. So, Stephen, if you're watching, mate, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it is you follow us and give us a message. We will get your combo pack sponsored by the Standard Squeeze out to you as soon as possible. And also, mate, this this deserves a shout-out, Matty. Uh, the leader of the Molten Fantasy Sports Unlimited League, Nick, coach of the Quick Men, is currently 48th overall. Oh, slapping. How good. He is uh, leaving us... In you know what? Dust. Fire, fire like these meatballs. <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep us going while we uh, while Maddie goes and gets dinner out of the oven, um, guys. Just remember, this is the last chance to join the unlimited league. So we've only got twelve spots left in this unlimited league. You can see the group code on the screen there. It's four five one eight four zero. I'll repeat it: four five one eight four zero. Twelve spots left. We're only taking the top five hundred in this group. As soon as we hit 500, we close this bad boy off. You can't go in the running to win a Super Coach Champions ring. You can't win a uh, combo pack by a standard squeeze, and uh, you won't be able to come on the podcast. So get in there real quick. Um, mate, let's talk buys and sells. Top five bought. Ruben Garrick sits at the top of the list. 3,800 people are trading him in. Bit of a no-brainer this week, Matty, do you think? Yeah. Also, um, a bit surprising because I wanted to go him. Um, I know he's playing the Tigers this week, but usually people tend to stay away from players with a break-even of above 100 in the brought-in section. But, hey, it does make some sense. Yeah, especially when you're versing the Tigers and Ruben Garrick. Well, I won't ruin the stats, but we'll bring this up very later. He uh, very much later in the pod. He likes playing the Tigers. It's fair to say, Matty, as do most NRL players this year. So, yeah, fair. Just uh, just the yeah, most years, actually, since 2005, <laughs> I think it's been. So, um, mate, Jared Croker's second most bought. 2,800 people have brought him in. Uh, look, a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because he's on the buy this week. You're not going to make cash from him. But I feel like there are such a very, very small amount of good center wing downgrade options. Uh, he seems like the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, I see it. Um, and it does look like that he probably won't lose his spot with another injury happening in that back line. Even with Savage coming back, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a bit skeptical. Um, I don't think that there's that much cash to be made. But hey, if you need to go down to someone, I'm not even comfortable playing him. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, he's got two forties in two weeks. At the end of the day, you guys, two hundred and seventy nine k. What, what, what more do you want from a player that two hundred and seventy nine k that goal kicks as a center winger? Yep, that's it's not a bad option. Anyway, uh, moving on, the third most bought is Ryan Madison, which I completely understand. Twenty four hundred people brought him in. Uh, are you thinking about bringing him in this week, Matty? I, I think I've seen your trade. yes, 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 I am. Yes, I would oh. love Maddo in my team the way he's going. So he's been and quality, especially, I he? love. I, I we can talk about it later, but I love 
uh, Parramatta through the bye period. Good shout. Uh, another mention of Parramatta through the bye period is Hayes Dunster. 2,000 people have brought him in. Uh, not not a not a lover of this one, personally. As somebody that owns him, he's been pretty disappointing. So it's tough. It's tough. I mean, look, his basement price or pretty close to it, two hundred and thirty k. So I understand why people are doing it to free up cash to make bigger moves elsewhere. But I would rather spend the extra forty and go to Jared Croker, considering he is six games away from his three hundredth game. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's some sentiment to that, and I feel like Ricky Stewart and the Canberra Raiders might be chasing that next six games for Jared Croker, obviously, as, as long as he stays injury-free. So uh, I feel like maybe we might get six games from him. Yeah, look, that'd that'd be pretty happy. Hopefully Dunster's here to stay and we can see him grow on it. He's coming back from an ACL. He did come back and, um, and get six in the first game. Look, if you needed that extra 40K to get yourself an absolute gun, he Hayes Dunster's better than enough. So, yeah, yeah, good shout. Um, and my favorite, Joey Manu. Nearly 2,000 people have brought him in as the fifth most bought. This has probably honestly changed in the last two hours since we did these. Uh, Joey Manu has been named at 5'8 for the Sydney Roosters this week with yep. Sam Walker being dropped. Probably one of the biggest team list Tuesday bombshells that we've seen this season. Probably ever. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've seen bigger, but uh, <laughs> mate, Joey Manu getting his hands on the ball a lot. I mean, the last time he's he played five eight was against the dragons and he got 191. So yes, you will be excited he, about that. Do you, do you know what I'm disappointed about that? He was in my trade plans before all of this happened. And now it just looks like I'm doing whatever. We were talking about him on Sunday going, yep, this is going to be my move. We'll get Joey Manu in against the dragons. We know that the dragons are a bit leaky on the edges and then they go and name him at five, eight and everybody's jumped down his throat. So spewing that out little pod move. Did send you a message during the week that said, I feel like an idiot paying 620K for a guy that's averaging 46. But... <laughs> hey, you know, you've got to go on pedigree at some point. Um, and yep. I think this is the really the, the perfect move, I think. And everybody's going to follow now, which which makes sense. Top five sold, Karaz, no-brainer. He's out for three weeks, yep. MCL. It, it looks like low grade though, which is good for him. So we should yep. see him back within the month, which is positive for Karaz and, and the Bulldogs. Um, Khan Pereira. Second most sold at 4,800. Nearly 5,000 super coaches are trading him out. Break even of about 75 this week, I think it is. Thoughts on that? Yeah, he's, he's probably he's pro- he's probably topped out. I've got bigger issues than Cam Pereira sitting there. I'm actually thinking of him as a little bit of a play this week uh, with everybody hopping off. Um, I think that, yeah, maybe I could find something. I'm definitely not going the Taruva route again, uh, which segues us into the next guy. 2262 have traded out Taruva. Yeah, I don't hate that either. I f- Isaac Tungo has basically just massacred this bloke's super coach career, hasn't he? Like I, yep. I, the last three weeks, I don't even know. I think Isaac Tungo thinks that he's playing the left wing because he just—I don't think he's looked left in in about three or four games. So I'm pretty concerned about Crit- two of his opportunity. How can you have Crichton and Targo in the same team? Yeah, your they're both doing exactly the same thing either side, and you've got Toho and Taruva, which look fantastic. So. Tough, tough, isn't it? But uh, Keon Kalamatangi, 2,000 people are trading him out. I, I feel like that'll definitely rise throughout the week as people solidify on their two RF options. Yeah, I don't think he was that well-owned as well, so there's probably going to be less. Yeah, yep. not too many. But and, and people are trading out Joey Tarpany this week as the fifth most traded out uh, just because he's on the buy this week. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, ultimate luxury trade. Um, if you can trade him out and you know get on somebody and then plan on getting him back... Obviously, you've got more trades than me. So, 
Yeah, or less problems. Probably both, yeah. to be fair. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't be hard. No, it would not be. We've got a few dramas going on in uh, in Sheen's revival over here, so we'll, we'll talk about all those dramas very soon. Um, we'll answer some quick questions as we go very quickly. Uh, Mickey Dell, AFL host of the Molten Fantasy Sport podcast, is asking a shitty trade at Harry Grant. Going to ruin a bit of content for us later, but I'd, I'd say... I'd say yes. I'd say there's merit to it. Um, I don't hate keeping him because I think that he can continue to score well and he will score well, but I think he's got a high break even. If you get another low one, you're losing a lot of value and you're going to want to get rid of him before the origin period. So, Segwaying into that answer, uh, Cameron Mitchell's asking Grant to JMK. Is it sideways considering he plays around 13? I'd say no, it's not sideways. I'd say you're freeing up about 100K, 150K, I think it is. Um, yeah. I like that as a downgrade. Yeah, I think if you're going to anybody, JMK is probably a really good not sideways. You know what? It might be sideways score-wise, but you're freeing up 100K and you're going to get round 13 in. So, And I think also people are looking at next week as well with the storm on the buy. Um, you're not going to get anything from Grant. You're going to have 750K or, or I think he's dropped down to like low or high 600s now, but you're going to have that amount of money on the pine and you just don't want to be wasting that cash. So it might be good to go this week considering, but I think the one thing we need to think about is the fact that he could go large this week. He could yes. go very big. He can uh, we'll go talk large about anyway, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I traded him last week. One of the me- One of the very, very small amount of moves that I've made this year that actually worked. So, um, but then again, Reid Marnie got next to nothing as well. So bit of a, bit of a stinker from him, but, uh, Mason Miller is asking, am I crazy for going Latrell to Teddy? Extremely tempted to pull the trigger. How funny have you yep. ever seen in contrasting weeks, uh, where last week, the most popular trade was probably Teddy to Latrell. And now this week, the most popular trade is Latrell to Teddy. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. How insane is that? There's just a way that people can flip in one week. And obviously Mason hasn't done this. So I'm sure that, um, Mason probably had Latrell potentially from the start or maybe upgraded at the right time. Yep. But I'd, I'm going to go against you. If you say yes, I say no. I don't, I don't, from what I've seen from Teddy this year, I really don't like it. He's actually not playing as direct as he has in previous years. I feel like he's crabbing across the field a lot, which is why Joey Manu isn't getting the space that he normally would get in these last three games. I, I feel like, yes, Teddy might start to pick up his game a little bit leading into Origin, knowing he needs to step up. But with Origin coming up, and with the fact that he's just been kind of looking a little bit ordinary, I don't know whether I like it. I feel like Latrell's on fire. You just ride the wave. Yeah. And I suppose with moving on to anybody in this period, you probably want to make sure they're not playing Origin. It's probably why, I've, why I haven't gone to Haas or, or someone like that. If you're moving Latrell to go to Teddy, then yes, you might really need that 200K, but surely you can downgrade a Preston or a Hopgood or, or someone like that instead of this. Yeah, there's got to be other options. Latrell is on fire. He's got a break. Get this. He's got a break even of minus 17 or something. The bloke's 820K. Like, that is yeah. just insane. Like, if you're trading a guy out at minus 17 break even to just go to a fallen gun like Teddy, I feel like you I feel like you can wait. I feel like maybe yeah. next week or the week after that might be the option. The problem is the closer we get to origin, the less Teddy becomes relevant. So, yep. we'll move on. Troy Vickers, good friend of the podcast, is uh, asking, he's thinking about trading out Karaz, AKP and Preston and bringing in Matto, Manu and Garrick. Goodness me. If you can do I those wish. three trades, you, you lock that in, you close the app and you just don't look at it until Friday. You may as well log off. You've got the trades this week. That's the ultimate 
luxury trade position to be in to get in Ryan yep. Madison, Joey Manu, and Ruben Garrick. That's that's elite. So yeah, I'd pull yep. the trigger on that one. Uh, Steve's asking a kind of a similar question. Would you go Manu or Garrick? Because I think that's probably the question of the week this week, isn't it, for owners that don't have either? I reckon up until four o'clock today, I would have said Garrick. And yep. I'm still saying Garrick. Yeah, Garrick for me. Only because yep. Garrick's last three scores against the Tigers have all been tons. And Manu has a break even of 110. And honestly, could score 150. Could be anything this week. But I feel like... They the, could both the score logic, 150 this week. Yeah. They both have a high break even. Um, I feel like Garrick's past form against the Tigers, Manu's past form against the Dragons, flip a coin. Honestly, yeah. I can't give you advice on this one. Just flip a coin and go for it. They're both fantastic options. If I could afford Garrick, I would be going Garrick. Uh, and James Gowling. that I need to get rid of, I can't do it. So James Gowling's made a good point that Garrick plays around 13. Manu doesn't. Maybe that's the clincher. That, that could yep. probably be the decision there. Um, tempted to make a use a, a boost to get both. And if you had a boost to get both, you need to get both this week. Yep. Roosters only and, play one of the major what, by rounds. So. Yeah, good point. Uh, Troy was taking the piss as well. He, he did, actually didn't have those trades. He just wished he could. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, so honestly, I. yeah, I got a little bit excited about it. So thanks for that, Troy. Um, yeah, on it, yeah. So Steve obviously saw my Twitter post earlier today about um, the deja vu with waiting on Nico Hines all over again. Considering we're looking at Joey Manu scores against the Dragons at five eight, knowing that he can get one hundred and ninety plus, is this? Are we in the same position at the moment where we're looking at Joey Manu going? Oh, the logic says wait. He's got 120 break-even, whatever it is. And then we wait, and he scores bloody 180, 190 and just makes us look silly. It's not happening to me again. No, it won't be because I'm getting Joey Manu this week. But honestly, I reckon it could happen. Joey Manu could be anything this week. So I'm yeah. going to ride that wave. There's no way in the world I'm, I'm death-riding a guy like Joey Manu and Nico Hines in the same season. No, thanks. I, I yeah. like my mental health. So, um, mate, let's push on. Thursday, yep. first game, Rabbitohs versus the Panthers. You have a fun fact. We've, we've in, introduced a little bit of a fun fact or a fun stat for each game. You've done a bit of the legwork here on this one, so I'll let you run with it. Yeah, so Latrell only averages 61.5 subcoach points against the Panthers, and he's only had one ton ever, which is well below his average of over 80 the last few years. So, you know, if you're thinking about putting the putting the C on, on Latrell, the logic's there. He's on an absolute tear. But historically speaking, he hasn't scored well against the Panthers. Yeah, it's an interesting stat, isn't it? I mean, he's obviously got a negative break even, so you, you don't trade him for this stat. Um, no. And honestly, I'd, I'd happily just bank the 60, take the 70 or 80K, and then have a look next week. Um, I personally, I, I, but... I traded Marju because it's hard to score against the Panthers, but I think Luttrell's a bit better than that. So, Just a tad. And he also goal kicks on a relatively good team. He's not playing for the Knights. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, hey, I've got a question for you on this one. I mean, and just for the viewers and obviously the people that watch every single week and are used to us going through the team lists, all the ins, all the outs, we're going to scrap that. We're, we're going to specifically talk about all the super coach relevant points moving forward because not only have been dragging out podcasts for an hour and a half, the, the chat's been great. Uh, people want more super coach content. So we're going to skip team lists specifically and just talk into the, all the relevance. Have we missed the boat? on Campbell Graham, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker. Do you think any of them are worth considering even now? I think Latrell still is because I think that he was worth more than this to start the season. So he's obviously shown that he can be. It's really hard to bring Campbell Graham in uh, with the price of everybody else. And unless there's an injury to Garrick or somebody, I can't see me ever being able to afford Campbell Graham. 
With Walker, yeah, I just the confidence isn't there after playing Supercoach for a couple of years, and I will probably regret it all year. So, I think Cody Walker. Everybody looking at the the draw for the Rabbitohs over the next three weeks, being Panthers into Broncos into who's the third game? It's it's three strong teams yeah. in a row. It's a pretty tough matchup. Um, and watch Cody Walker come out and get average 120 over the next three weeks. I, he's yeah. just one of those guys that's just going to make us look silly. I feel like I do it every year. Every year I think about getting him and I don't. And then he just yeah. rips me to shreds. So. I don't think I will ever pay, what is he, 700K? I don't think I'll ever pay that much money for a guy that I've bought for 350 before. Yeah, that's actually, no, 350. Shit, surely not. Last year, yeah. You didn't get him for 350. No way. Yeah, I last swear year he, he dropped. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm believing. Yeah, no, it's, he was really hard to believe. No, no, no. He he was on that tear, and he was scoring 13s and 6s and everything, <laughs> and he just kept coming back down from 500K. And, uh, yeah, he was – I think I got on him at 380, but I think he bottomed out at 346. Jesus. What, so, Robbie Starr, I'm on board with you, mate. Walker goes 30-30-30 the next three rounds. I would be a very happy non-owner if that happened, You're mate. Star, so. Mate. Bring it to life. Hey, uh, another question yep. for you, Rabbitohs based. Jacob Host or yep. Harms LA? Jacob Host. Reason? He's negative break even. Yeah. Uh, you're starting edge as well. I think Harms yep. LA is still off the bench, isn't he? So yep. uh, they're the two, I guess, downgrade options in this Rabbitohs lineup at the moment. And honestly, I... I, I don't want to ruin all of my trades, but uh, I feel like Jacob Host is the guy that I need to bring into my team this week because unfortunately Matt Dory has been named on the bench in the 17 Jersey. If he wasn't named this week, I'd be really, really happy with where I'm going. But the fact he's been named means he's probably, there's a good chance he's going to drop even more cash this week. And I'm just going to kind of lose anything that I gain from him. Well, yeah, he was sort of struggling to score 40 with 80 minute with an 80 minute edge roll. And yeah, he could be playing 25 minutes. So less I'd say. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Has yep. Tungo destroyed Taruva? Yes. Yep. Can I say yes yep. again? Yep. Yes. Yes, For he sure. has. He has, he has destroyed in... Taruva. I am in agreement. Um, is Michael Cheekham at 380K averaging 47 as a dual position player worth half a look? Well, it looks like he's taken the Keon Kaloma Tungi edge, hasn't he? Because Jacob yep. Host is on the other edge. Uh, on which the is edge. a dangerous, which, yeah, which is a dangerous edge, and that's why this is here. Like you know, all the talk is about um, is about Jacob Host, and it's yeah, it's because of that negative break even. But Cheekam could be worth a look, especially in draft, um, but definitely worth a look in um, in classic. Just Keon scores on that side. Why can't this bloke? Yeah, so. Keon. Yeah, well, a different league of player, isn't he, really? But, yeah. I mean, Cheekam, what's his break even? Because I think that would probably be the determining factor. I mean, you look at host at 389K, so Cheekham's yep. 8K or 9K cheaper with the dual position, which is bloody valuable. I don't know what break kind even. of value you put on that. Break even at 25. Okay, so 30 points, 35 points less in terms of break even, but do you put a 35-point value on... Key having outside. a dual position CTW2RF in your team that you can create flexibility through trades with too? Perhaps, yeah. I would probably at least put that as, as 30K. Yeah. I'd, the, the, yeah, look, the problem is you've got Dry Arrow 
and Jai Arrow at the moment is playing through the middle. And I know they prefer him playing through the middle for the Rabbits. Um, he can't play on an edge. He is capable yeah. of playing on an edge. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know whether I love Cheekham's um, job security in this yeah, team. Excellent. Good answer. I'd probably say no. I'd say Jacob Host because clearly he's got the first edge before Cheekham yep. came into this team. So that, that'd be my yep. option, I think. Excellent. Um, um, the one... Go for it. Any go other on. talking it's points the, on this the... one? No, I was I was ready to move on because there's only the one game on the Friday uh, and it's the Eels 12th versus the Broncos 1st. I love the sound of that. Uh, and apart from the Rabbitohs, Dylan Brown has his worst average against the Broncos. It is 52.8. Interesting stat, that, isn't it? Um, I mean, is it because they, uh, you know, actually, I'm not quite sure why, what the reason is uh, from a structural yeah, the Broncos have been, perspective. The Broncos have been garbage, really, for for years when, when Dylan Brown's been playing his best footy. So, yeah, I just found that an interesting stat. Let me tell you what the reason is as to why this might change this weekend. Uh, Adam Reynolds has been named, but there is a there, there was word today that he didn't train. So yeah. he, tra- he didn't train with the main group, sorry, I should say. He trained, but he didn't train with the main group. So that suggests maybe there's an injury there somewhere. Um now, does that mean, and, and we look at um, who's the halfback, the the backup halfback? Jock Madden. Jock Madden. So Jock Madden trained with the main group this week. Uh, now, Dylan Brown and Sean Lane running at that edge when you've got Jock Madden, small body, not an amazing defender. Uh, I, I like that matchup personally. Maybe more for Sean Lane than Dylan Brown, but I reckon he could do some damage on that left edge. Yeah, I tell you what, I'd love another twenty from Sean Lane. Would be nice, wouldn't it? He's a prime downgrade or prime, sorry, um, pick up at the bottom price yeah. uh, in so, probably maybe the next five weeks. Yeah, and if you're getting guys from the Eels this week, it's not necessarily for this matchup. Um, it's for the matchups to come and this buy period and everything. So I think if you're getting on somebody, you're not looking at a cash cow. You're looking at somebody that you can get and hold for the next eight eight to ten weeks. So. Yeah, yeah, that is a good shout. That is a good shout. Um, yeah, who do you think are the best power options anyway? Oh, mate, Ryan Madison has to be up there, doesn't he? Like, uh, yes, I'd say Ryan Madison, yes. Dylan Brown are the two premier primo picks in uh, in this power lineup at the moment. Uh, those are two guys, the first two guys I'm looking at, essentially. I'm not really looking at anybody else. I mean, you've got Sean Russell and Hayes Dunster, we already mentioned as a little bit of a downgrade CTW option. Um, Hopgood will start probably regressing considering he's coming off the bench now. So I'd say those two, if you had to ask me for two primos, it'd be Brown and, and Madison for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then obviously we add Sean Lane in when he's bottomed out. I'd say those yep. are the three. Sean Lane is a big target. Um, but yeah, we're all just waiting for him to bottom out. aren't we? And realistically, Sean, Sean Lane could bottom out maybe in the next four or five weeks before Origin hits. We're in round eight now. So he's got four to five weeks before we, we could potentially look at him. And imagine, what's his break even this week? 120. So yeah. imagine if he scores a 50 or a 40 this week and then goes on to start maybe averaging 50 or 60, 70, whatever. He could bottom yeah. out at 500K. Oh, I love that. And he could be a straight swap for a guy like a Jacob Preston or one of those mid rangers like Hosking or something like that. So I would I love that if I could just go from a Hosking straight across to a Sean Lane. Does Sean Lane playing a lot better affect matter? 
I don't think so. I don't think it affects Maddo. Maddo plays. They like playing Maddo through the middle, or yep. I, I don't. I don't see them loving playing him through an edge. I think they only had to do that last week because Josh Hodgson was out. They had to rely on hands playing eighty. Uh, so they started Madison on the edge, and then Cartwright came back on, and the rotation went. Madison came back through the middle of the field. I think Hopgood played some prop last week. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or Ryan Madison played prop. One of them did. So, yeah, I think it was Maddo. Even better. So you, you know how versatile he is. I feel like they'll they'll just play maximum minutes wherever they can fit him in on the field because they know they're a better team with him on it. So yep. Does he play Origin? Because I reckon there's a yeah. bloody good chance he does. It'd have to be close. Yeah, yeah, I think he comes off the bench in origin. And does that mean then now he's – do we consider him? Is he somebody now that we don't look at? Because, I mean, it's it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, even round 13, which we're picking these Parramatta players for, and 16 and 19, would be when the players are in origin camp. Yeah, look, I th- – think I can't make these really big decisions banking on Freddie making the right decision. He didn't play Nico Hines last year. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point. He's made some shockers. Um, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, he that's a fair call. Didn't, yeah, he didn't didn't pick Adokar when, you know, he was just because he went to the Bulldogs and, you know, it was somebody that he was going through. Didn't pick Gerbo to start. Look, I'm not banking on him making the right decision. I'll make the right decision for my team and then, um, yeah, adjust and hit panic stations later if it's not. Very cool. Dunster versus Sean Russell. Thoughts? Pick one. No. <laughs> Neither? Is that an no. option? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, not going to pick one because I don't think either of them are very good options right now. Um, they scored 30 last week, and these guys were both uh, very ordinary. If you're scoring 30, and especially if we're looking to add you know, somebody this week, yeah, the Broncos are the number one team. I wouldn't be looking at either of these guys. Good shout, good shout. I'm on the same boat. I'm not picking either. I like I, yep. to be honest. If you ask, you put a gun to my head and said pick one, I'd say Sean Russell, only because we've seen last year the quality of player that he was in the very short amount of sample size that we got. Like he scored a couple of eighties last year, and then was out for the season. So I mean, I feel like he's also preferred at center, considering they brought him in at center and Wonga Blake got dropped. Yep. So from what I know from my guy at Parramatta tells me that Russell is versatile in this squad, so he can play centre or wing, whereas Hayes Dunster is only looked at as a winger. So yep. I feel like the the job security side of things, I think Russell has his spot longer than Dunster has in this team, especially with yep. Bailey Simonson. We need to remember this week has been named on the extended bench. So there's every chance Bailey Simonson comes back into this team this week off the extended. So v- keep a very close eye on Thursday at 8pm as, as to what cuts are made from that extended bench, I think. Yep. Um, just just a couple notes on this game. Uh, Hands is back to the bench with the Hodson return, and uh, Flegler and Oates here back. Um, doesn't need a lot of discussion. Um, I don't think there's too much super coach relevance there. No, good for the Broncos though. Flegler and Oates yep. play a big, pretty big part. So I mean that could free up other guys on the edges, but um, yeah, not too much super coach relevance, mate. But let's quickly tackle these comments as we go. Uh, what have we got? Welcome back, Cotter. Is that the question? I mean, we haven't tackled the Cowboys yet, but it's a talking point, isn't it? Because he's Cotter's scored, been he named scored at lock. 80, Yeah, he scored 80 last week. Um, I do really like him at lock. I'm going to wait and see this week, see how he goes. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's too close to origin. But this is why I added Cotter to start the season, because I thought that he could punch out some 80s, and I thought there was a chance that he could play lock. So, 
Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Hey, how about this one? Steve mentioned um, AJ is at 534, Alex Johnston, 534K. 40K it's going to cost you to go from Khan Pereira to AJ. Yeah, might cost, might cost 30K against after he plays the Panthers this week. Yeah, the Rabbitohs draws put me off AJ for sure. But when you look at the Rabbitohs draw from round 11, I'm just going to quickly pull it up. Uh, from round 11 onwards. So they've got the Panthers into the Broncos into the Storm, the next three rounds. Yep. He could honestly score sub-20 in all three of those games, just like Cody Walker could. But then from round 11, they versus the Tigers. Then they've got Para into the Canberra Raiders, into the Titans, into the Dragons, into the Cowboys who've been bad. And then they've got – oh, my goodness, it just keeps going. They've got the Warriors into the Bulldogs after that. So honestly, the run yep. from round 11 to round 19 could be AJ averaging 110. Hey, Siri, set a reminder in three weeks to add Alex Johnston. Good shout. Siri's all over that. Um, uh, what else? What other questions? Guys, drop your questions as we will answer them as we go. Uh, is Gutho an option during Origin? Steve, I've told you not to tell everybody my plans. Um, <laughs> no, on a, on a serious note, I think uh, Gutho is a really, really good Origin option. I think you know yep. he's not going to play Origin. Uh, he's a, he flies under the radar, isn't he, Gutho? He, he gets his 60, 70, 80 every week, and no one talks about him, ever. Um, I like Gutho. I think, honestly, I might be going Reese Walsh down to Gutho when we get to around that round 12, round 13 period because uh, that could be a really smart play. Yep. Thoughts? Love it. Yeah, cool. love it. I yeah didn't think it needed any more elaboration. Beautiful. Um, so Robbie Starr says Russell with the gun to his head as to Russell or Dunster. So 2v1, Matty, we win. Potato, potato. <laughs> Is it, isn't it tomato, tomato? <laughs> no, it's potato, potato. <laughs> Mate, you're, you're Queenslanders. They're a different breed, I tell you. Um, uh, so Steve has mentioned that Freddie picked Talakai over Whiten for the decider, and that pretty much sums up Freddie's decision-making, which I completely yeah. agree with as well. Uh, Robbie uh, has also mentioned if Walsh, or Walsh stands up and leads the team to a win without Adam Reynolds, he probably becomes more attractive as a long-term prospect. Um, I mean, he's already 800K. Um, my only concern is that he plays Origin. Yeah. I, I still think they're going to back Kalen Ponga, who's back this week. I still feel like they're going to back him at fullback because they won the series last year. I, I don't yeah. see why you need to fix it if it isn't broken. Um, the culture there's good. Queensland, clearly, as a New South Welshman, I'm a little bit jealous because it comes across as if Queenslanders love to play Origin and, and care about Origin much more than New South Welshmen do. Um, and I, it's hard to argue against, really, isn't it? Like, I, I feel like they will not change this team unless they absolutely have to. But anyway, that's a, that's a talking point for a few weeks' time, I think. Yep. Um, mate, Saturday, 5.30 schedule's a bit weird this week, isn't it, with Anzac Day Tuesday? We've got a couple of games on Tuesday, so all the games yeah, so are a little bit spread out. Yeah, I always really like watching a game on a Saturday, and, uh, yeah, we've only got – oh, we've got two two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then two on Tuesday. Yeah, right. Um, but straight up, we've got the Bulldogs 15th versus the Sharks 6th. Uh, this The Bulldogs could be chum in the ocean for the Sharks, um, but – Mulatalo averages 63 against the Bulldogs, and he is only 4% owned. I like the pod of Mulatalo. It seems to be all the rage on Twitter at the moment in the Twitter sphere. Let me ask you this. Do you go see only Katoa for 200k cheaper? It's more affordable. Sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. 
Now, I've heard that from you a fair bit as a car salesman. Uh, I'm sure that's uh, said over at the dealership a fair bit. But um, I I mean, look, that you know that teams love to go right to left. And I think they still prefer to go right to left. We saw um, I, anybody who picked up Katoa last year would have been bloody ripping their hair out at the fact that Nico kept floating across to the left side of the field last year. And we know yep. he loves to do it. Um, so Mulatalo, I still think, is a better prospect. But... If you can save 200k and that turns you go and, and you can go from an AKP to a Joey Manu or something like that, it's worth doing, I think. Yeah, I think context is there. It, you, it's got to be what's the other option? What are you doing with that 200k? I'm not doing it to sit 200k in a bank and see what comes up next week. Yep, 100%. Let's mention the Sharks draw because I think, you know, besides talking about teams, there's not a lot of changes here. There is one major one, but we'll talk about that very soon. But um, the reason why people are liking Mulatalo, and it com- makes complete sense, or, or just in general, Sharks' backs, that their draw over the next 10 weeks is insane. They've got the Bulldogs into the Cowboys, Dolphins, Manly, Newcastle, then they've got the Bayer. Then they've got the Broncos into the Storm, which is a, the only two tough games they play, into the Bulldogs, the Dragons, and the Tigers. So if you're looking at a long-term draw, I would say that this might be one of the best long-term draws in the comp through the origin period. So I understand why people are looking at Sharks backs or just Sharks players in general. Britton Nicara being one of them. We haven't read him down here, but this guy's just continue. He's averaging 83. Yeah. Wild. If you, I if think, you jumped I on Nicara just, at the start of the year, you'd be cheering. Yeah. It's somebody that I regret, but like, I don't know if Too I'm far spending gone. close to 800K for Britton Nicara. Not I'd love chance. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Way too, way too far gone. I think he started the season at just sub five, sub 600K. Grab him then, ride him to the bank, turn him into a primo. But yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, oh, you hold him now if you still got him. I would hold but, him through through a lot of this period. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd trade him at the end of it. Um, yeah. For the run home, I think. I, I made a note in here. Um, and you said is Preston a pl- play? Good, good idea, but I see a lot of teams and I think Preston and Ford is a popular decision as to who are you playing this week. If you had Preston and Ford and you could, you had one reserve left, what are you doing? Tough one. I don't have Jacob Preston, so yep. easy decision for me. I'll play Preston. Uh, sorry, no, I don't have Ford, so I'd play Preston. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at how left edge second rows go. This week? Say again, sorry. Are you playing Preston this week? Yeah, yeah, I am. He's in my third, uh, my seventeen. So left edge second row is against the Sharks. Score forty seven on average this year. Not updated to last week. So before and last week, second rowers against the Storm. Against the Storm, because that's where Ford is. Yeah, it is forty fifty three. Yeah, fifty three okay. average. Um. They play the Sharks, though. Sorry, I'm going Preston You're talking about Jackson, Jackson Ford. Ford. I know Jackson oh, yeah, Ford yeah, yeah. doesn't play. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm just you. having I'm – I, I see a lot of people uh, – you know, you're looking for a guy to play between that that four and 520, and you could. I feel like you could nearly flip a coin here. What I'm asking is Preston or Ford because it's a yep. big decision that's been playing on my mind. I've currently got the reserve on Ford. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'd say Preston. Yeah, just, yeah okay. Cool. I'm going to say Preston. I, I mean, do the stats the... don't reflect it, but I feel like yeah. Preston's a better player. Cool. I saw uh, you score last yeah. week, so I'm going to go forward. Good. Yeah, honestly, you should go against everything I say. Yeah. Um, cool. The one big bombshell from this game is that Declan Casey gets that uh, that wing spot. What are your thoughts on this one? Two sixty five k. He is at the moment. You, wing. Have, you don't really have to talk about knock on ball anymore. <laughs> he's off the bench, isn't he? So he's been named on yeah. the bench. They've been playing him as a forward all year. Well, how did you expect the poor guy was going to go on the wing when he hasn't trained there yeah, all year? Not practicing under too many high balls as a forward. So no, that was shown on the weekend, wasn't it? So. Look, yeah, they've got a specialist winger in. I don't see him going very well against the Sharks, who have been a pretty good team. They have leaked, leaked a fair bit of points, though, the Sharks. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's too early. You wait two weeks. I think so. I think if we got um, a basement 200K kind of guy that we saw that was going to get a run, you just run with it. But I feel like Declan Casey's a bit of a placeholder for Jacob Carraz when he comes back because it seems like yeah. Braden Burns has got that left wing position sewn up. Um, until Josh Adokar comes back. So I feel like Declan Casey, you're going to get three weeks from him, Max. There's no guarantee he does well. Um, yeah, it's a pass from me. And you're not playing him any week anyway. Like, why downgrade to someone like this when there is a guy like Croker that's at least, you know, could play footy for six weeks? Yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Mate, very quickly before we move into the last Saturday game and into the Sunday and Tuesday games, we'll throw over to our sponsors very quickly at Snap Fitness. Are you looking to make good on that New Year's resolution? Finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids? Head on in and see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Both Epsom and Bendigo locations offer free child mining, which gives you the chance to head on in, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. All staff have working with children's checks and are super helpful with whatever your children need. Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well as one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in and say good day to the guys at either gym and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. I've got a few gym sessions in this week, actually. I'm feeling I pretty good. Didn't. I didn't. <laughs> As he, uh, for anybody listening to us on uh, Spotify or Apple or Google, uh, Matty just took a swig from his standard squeeze four in one. So fair call, mate. Saturday, seven thirty, Cowboys versus the Knights. Now, you've got a, a very interesting stat here that you would like to share. Yeah, I'm not sure who to credit with this one, but no team has ever won a premiership that has let 
Phoenix Crossland score a try against them. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> lock in Phoenix Crossland scoring again because the Cowboys are not winning a premiership this year. The fact that the Cowboys are 16th is insane. I mean, all the predictions about the Cowboys were they were going to be a top four team again this year. And yep. the fall from grace has been probably one of the biggest sophomore second year syndromes I've ever seen in the NRL. Um, insane. Anyway, but I mean, I people I aren't here to. I can't wait. I can't wait for this golden draw. It's going to be great, isn't it? Uh, and the golden draw will kick in when their hard run comes up and they'll just decimate yeah. teams like the Penrith Panthers and the Storm. Um, mate, Jake Granville, everyone was frothing about Jake Granville uh, over the last couple of days since the news about, unfortunately, Jason Talmalolo is going to miss about six weeks with a, I think it's a meniscus tear and an arthroscopic knee clean out. So he'll miss some time. Uh, Jake Granville, hooker, 252K minus eight break even, has been named on the bench. Now, people were hoping that he was going to be named at lock. Cod has been named at lock. Now, is Jake Granville, yep, you so say you've given the no try? Yep. yep. No, no try. He's on report. Yeah, not a chance. Cool. We move on to a, actually a pretty big talking topic and one that actually is very close to my heart because I have Kalen Ponga in my draft at the moment. He's been sitting on the bench and I left him there just praying that he would be back very, very soon. He is back this week. Now, this has more than just Ponga implications. I feel like it's great to see Ponga back, but does does this help Greg Marju? Because I'd argue, and, and Lockie Miller, because I'd argue it helps them both. It could. Uh, Lockie, Lachlan Miller might not be involved in as much playmaking, though. And can Greg Marju have got much better? He was averaging 104 till last week. What are you expecting him to average 120 in the next three weeks? Can I say yes? <laughs> not a chance hey i mean look greg marju gets his work done through tackle breaks and and all of those kind of uh power evasive stats so yeah i mean look he might continue that kind of run i think i was worried about greg marju maybe fading off without ponga um but i feel like maybe now that's going to be a little bolstered a little bit longer with with ponga in the team yep yeah look and I really like it. I, I do like it for Marju, but I'm not sure I can just see him going any better. Yeah. Mate, hey, if he doesn't go better and he averages 90 for the rest of the year, I'd be stoked because yeah. that, that'll yeah. basically end you with he'll be the center, way, a center wing one for the season. Yeah. So uh, no complaints from me. Uh, hey, fun fact, left wingers against the North Queensland Cowboys averaged 67 this season. So yeah. Marju could be in for a big game against the Cows. And not supercoach related. Most teams score it. Average about sixty-seven against the uh, the Cowboys this year. So good shot, good shot. We're there. I can't argue that. I can't argue it. Hey, um, you mentioned Phoenix Crossland. Is the other talking yep. point in this team that is looking like a really juicy downgrade option for a lot of those guys that were looking for another half or a five-eight option. Now, you're not getting him in in the halfback position, are you? Because you've got Nico and Cleary. You can't really have yep. anybody else in that position right now. Um, but let me ask you: Is he a five-eight consideration now with a two-break even? Would you, if you have Isaiah Katara in your team and you had luxury trades available and you didn't have any other problems to fix this week, would you go sideways from Katoa over to Phoenix Crossland? Ultimate ultimate luxury trades, but I would prefer Crossland than Katoa. I'm just not sure it's worth a trade at this point. Good shout. Like, like we've both got, what, 31 trades left. Uh, we've been using them most weeks. Yeah, I'm just not sure it's worth it. I would prefer to have Crossland in my team, but... Hey, Katoa could kick on fantastically as well at some stage. Dolphins have looked good. He's now got, what, eight games experience? Yeah, there's a chance that Katoa takes the next step. Crossland's, yeah, 
Katoa scored 39 last week and did next to not much, really. I watched him very closely because I had to play him last week. So I'm taking 40 from a guy that uh, is costing 300K. That's that's what I'm taking. So I'll just leave him there. I think you're right. Mate, Sunday, 2 p.m., Dolphins, Titans. Now, I come up with this fun fact. Gold Coast Titans have actually lost their last six games against teams from Queensland, which, again, makes sense considering the Gold Coast Titans were the worst team in Queensland. Um, when you compare them to the Broncos and the Cowboys last year. So that that makes complete sense. During the regular season, Titans have never lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> Is anyone? Oh, yeah, well, who? <laughs> nope. the, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, good start, good start. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Left wingers. Uh, so another fun fact for you. I, I do like these positional stats. I feel like they're pretty relevant because it shows where the strengths and weaknesses are for not only the defensive structures of teams, but also the attacking structures. So left wing is only average 40 against the Dolphins this year. So does that mean that uh, Khan Pereira is in for a tough game? Does that does that determine whether you play him this week or not? Well, he's curr- I hadn't looked at this stat, and he's currently in my team. So... so We've got this question a little bit later. I know you've you've already put it in, but which center wing cheaper are you picking then? So you've got Khan Pereira, Warbrick, Taruva, Dunster, Russell. You can't play Croker because he's on the buy. Like, who are you picking as that guy this week? So I'm not – I'm a guy that chases upside. I think we both are. Right now it's Khan Pereira. Yep. You feel like Khan Pereira also- has a bigger upside than Warbrick? Yeah, and like let's he, he probably has a lower floor, but mm-hmm. let's keep in mind that Cam Pereira scored four against him in the trial too. So Yeah. Yep, fair call. Um let me tell you this, Warbrick average uh, so right wingers against the Warriors average fifty six per game. Yep. And we just spoke about the fact Cam Pereira left wingers um against who are the Titans playing again? Uh Dolphins, average forty. Uh left wingers against uh, so Pan- whoever the Panthers are playing. The Rabbitohs average 38, so Taruva's not the play this week either. And Dunstar, so right wingers, wherever Para are playing, I'll try and find it. Against the Broncos, are averaging 45. So at the moment, based on the numbers and based on the points that are being leaked per position against each team, Warbrick is the play by about 10 points this week. Yep. Excellent. I'm going to go so, Calm Pereira then. Perfect. Do it. <laughs> nah, I can just... I can just... Feel it, feel it in my ball sack. So. Yeah, yeah. In your waters? Yeah, exactly. Hey, another question for you because it's a really popular one and, and people are starting to talk about Harry Grant, right? So I thought we'd probably jump to the Dolphins hooker, Jeremy Marshall King, who started to come into a little bit of uh, what we'd say some some good super coach form and some good footy form in general. Um, do you feel like Car- uh, Grant down to JMK would be a good play this week knowing that Grant has the buy next week? And then has Origin coming up? Yeah, so I do really like that. But also I'm going to have a little disclaimer on it, is I don't really like a Reed Marnie or, a, you know, or a Robson. I think those sort of guys sideways to JMK. But I think if you're downgrading or upgrading in that case, I think JMK is the play. So yep. I don't think it's worth it. Like if you've got, you know, one of those other mid-tier guys that have been performing maybe every second week, getting 40s when they're not performing. I don't think they've done it enough to waste a trade to go to JMK. I'm not even sure JMK has really done enough to show that he can do it at a consistent level. 
But I think if you're looking for the inform guy out of these mid-tier guys, I think you're going JMK. If you're going Sonny Luke up because you freed up some cash or you're going Harry Grant down, Damien Cook down, across, I don't even know where he's at at the moment. Yeah, I'm going JMK. For sure. Here's the pick. Here's the pick. Reid Marnie isn't performing. You've mentioned the other guys. He's got a three-round average of 71.3 with only one score under 53 all season. So you know what you're going to get from JMK. He's looking good. Um, he's coming into his own as a footy player. And Wayne Bennett hasn't broken him as a hooker, which is probably the first time ever Wayne Bennett hasn't broken a hooker in his career. And I'm talking about the one that played football. Yeah, yeah, cool. Exactly. There's hey, plenty um, of them in Newcastle. <laughs> uh, mate, the last thing I, I want to mention here is that Brimson's in the reserves. He's on the extended bench this week. So there, there is every chance Brimson comes back a week early. And um, Jaden Campbell, I was going to say Preston Campbell then for a second. Jaden Campbell's back to the bench this week. Um, yeah, and if you, if you were going for some wild pod, um, just, just uh, yeah, retract that one. If you're looking at adding Jaden Campbell in draft, also retract that one because if Brimson's fit, he'll be playing fullback. Yep. Yep, good shout. Uh, Sunday, 4 p.m., the Tigers, who stink and come in last, they're versing the Sea Eagles, who are coming fourth. Honestly, this could be a bloodbath. And, and as a Tigers supporter, I might even go to this game, Sunday, 4 p.m. over. It's at Campbelltown, which is about 10 minutes from my house. So I might uh, wander down and, and watch this game and, I might even throw the cheeky C armband onto Tommy Turbo and just go to the game and just enjoy myself. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Here's your fun fact that you added. Every team coming off the bye this year has won the following match, except the Panthers. And I'd just like to let you know, and soon to be the Tigers. Yeah, I feel like you grab the low-hanging fruit every single week. You, you kind of you're just attacking the tigers. Yes, we stink. We're no good, mate. We we know we're not good. Um, I don't know whether you're trying to offend me or not, but uh, it's not working. It's not working. Taking some low shots, but hey, no, I agree. I, I agree with you. I think that whenever we're looking at matchups every single week, we're looking at who's playing the tigers, aren't we? Because yep. we've just been bad defensively. And I don't know whether it's going to get any better because Team Sheens has played musical chairs yet again with this lineup. Um, Jareem Buller has been named uh, to debut at fullback. And is this a super coach option? No, no, because he might never play again, knowing the Tigers. We've got so many full, I've got three fullbacks in the lineup at the moment. We've got Dane Laurie coming in in the 14 jersey. We've got, Charlie Staines on the wing, and we've got Buller named at fullback. Like, I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to blood him in. They, they've said, and, and Sheens came out openly in the offseason and said, we will be playing a young squad this year. And I understand why they're doing it. But I don't know whether playing a guy that played three games in New South Wales Cup so far this year is the answer. I feel like you're setting him up to fail. He could be a I really, like really quality player. So... In all serious, the Tigers were pretty good last time they played. I thought they showed a, showed a lot of fight and, and I really enjoyed the game. Are they just throwing in the towel? They're trying to blood this guy? Yeah, I think we're just tanking for the for the draft pick in 2024, I think. Yeah. Um, so well, when was the draft again? The NRL <laughs> draft for 2024? When was that one? <laughs> yeah, no, it's um yeah, a week after the Tigers play their last game, which is never into <laughs> final footy. <laughs> Shame, isn't it? But no, no, look, uh, I'm, uh, from a team perspective, Buller named it fullback. Oh, good luck to him. I really hope he does well. Um, I just hope we're not setting him up to fail there. And also, this bench makes no sense. 
They've got Tommy Talao and Dane Laurie on the bench. You've got a center and a fullback on the bench. I'm not quite sure what they're doing there. That'll change for sure. Um, a guy that we've been waiting to play for about what seems like an eternity now, Josh Schuster, gets named at 5'8", uh, with a minus 11 break even. Take a, take a drink from that one because that's a celebratory drink. Um, he, he seemed to have a, what was a quad cork that turned into God knows what that had three weeks out. So it's nice to see him back in the team. What a time to come back in the team against the worst defensive team in the comp. Yeah, he's been he's had this one circled in his calendar for about three years, which is how long he's been injured for. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I just I said the minute that Schuster plays his third game, I'm going to get him in my team and I'm fading him because I just have no confidence. in Do you not have anymore. Schuster? No, I don't. Why oh, would I? okay. I've has had he, him for three weeks. I got him as a downgrade instead of Jackson Ford. Yeah, he played two games. So this is his third yeah. money-making game. But I, I had him and I got him in after that first game uh, just thinking he's he actually freed up a lot of cash for me to make some other moves elsewhere and get that fourth gun center wing. So I'm happy with the pick. Um, I knew he'd play eventually. 11, minus 11 break even. Honestly, it could be anything against the Tigers. He could come out and get 70 or 80 this weekend. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I went Jackson Ford instead of him, uh, which I'm still happy with the option because I'd be comfortable playing Ford. Actually, I'd probably be comfortable playing Schuster this week. What am I What am I talking about? Hey, maybe I need to relook at my trade plans. I'm definitely not boosting for Schuster, but yeah, you should probably have him in your team. Very quickly, Junior Tupo, minus 24 break even, 35 in base in a bad team. I mean, I understand the reason why people aren't really looking at him. He's on a bad team. He's on a team that potentially could get starved of the ball. They could play some pretty poor footy. We've seen from the Tigers, they're not really competitive this year. But the break-even and the base is actually not bad, really considering. What are your thoughts? How much is he? Uh, three, 430K. Yeah, I think that's too high to yeah. go on a Tigers player. I think it could be a really good pod, and I think that I'd be a lot more interested at 300K. But for 430K, yeah, I'm not touching a Tigers player. If he was yeah, if he was Tommy Talao price at 310, I'd be all over him. Yep. Um, but yeah, 430 is a bit bit steep, but I, I still like the option. I think he's one of the shining lights for the Tigers this year. Um, yep. Let me ask you this. If you had to choose between, last question for this game, Ruben Garrick, Tom Trebojevic, as your captain for this weekend, who are you picking? Take a deep breath Garrett, before he goal this one. kicks because that's 20 points for 30 points, 40 points. I was going to, I was going to say 20. Yeah. Very shallow. <laughs> I'd be going 40 plus considering Manly could put 50 on Tigers. Um, yeah. So Ruben Garrick, his last three games against the Tigers, he's gone 121, 113, 105. So I, I think Garrick and Turbo would be really good VC options. I know the timing isn't really good this week, but I'd be a lot, more keen to put a VC even against the Tigers with these two blokes because they have been so up and down this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I, I'd be nervous to put the C. No, I'm doing C turbo this week. Yep. I I'm going VC Nico C turbo because I feel yep. like turbo maybe is a little bit of a safer play against a bad team considering, you know, he's going to get his hands on the ball a lot more than Garrick will. Um, and also fun fact, left wingers have only averaged 38 against the Tigers this season. Yeah. Who yeah. would have thought that's a really weird stat because the problem is the ball never gets there. They just yeah. shred the they shred the edges. I think we've just let so many points into uh, on both edges that the ball just never gets to the winger. So whether that be that the wingers are crashing or actually they're not crashing and they're sticking on their wing and they're opening up um, crash plays for your second row forwards, 
I don't know what it is, but I'd say that'd be it. Let's move on to the big talking point of the weekend, the, the biggest, because I'm guessing this is the reason why people are listening to podcasts this week is because do they they want to know, for the Roosters versus the Dragons, do you jump on Joey Marty with a 110 break even? No, no, not Sloan. I mean, hey, <laughs> oh. he's, he's a talking point on here. <laughs> so we'll get there. I, I know that he's been a guy you've wanted all season and, and you really love Sloan. But how about yeah. Joey Manu at 5'8"? Yeah, look, I was adding him at centre this week. Me too. I Yeah, I really like Joey Manu. Um, look, he's averaged a lot of points. The Dragons have been better than expected. Um, but yeah, at 5'8", he has an amazing average and the roosters are showing some faith in him. They're saying, look, Sam Walker, you're not getting it done. I'm more worried about Sam Walker being dropped than I am Joey Manu playing at five, eight. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm baffled. I'm still baffled at this. That makes no sense to me why they've gone and dropped their probably next big thing in terms of their future at the roosters. The guy's 21 years old. He's already played like three and a half seasons of NRL at 21 years old. The guy's a gun. He's a goal kicker. Um, He's the future of this club. And you've dropped him. And look, I understand the reason you you bring in Manu. You want more touches for Manu. I get it. I don't know whether dropping Walker is the problem. I feel like your defense is the problem, if anything, not your offense. Yeah. Look, anyway, they're doing it. And it creates a great opportunity for Joey Manu at 620K with his upside. Let's remember he was above 800K to start the year. This is about the point that I wanted to be looking at Joey Manu anyway. Mm-hmm. I know they only play one of the major buy rounds, but, you know, Teddy hasn't been that great. He did play, you know, that whole big series for Australia. He might not be playing too many games after Origin. He might be rested around that period. Uh, he might get injured. We know how... Um, I suppose, physically taxing the origin period is for these players. He's had a big off season and Joey Manu could find himself at fullback and now he could find himself at 5'8". Oh, I'm salivating. Yeah, oh, it's nice. To, it's nice to look at, isn't it? So Joey Manu, get him in. Get him in this week. Uh, the four games that he's played at 5'8", he's averaged 101.75 with scores of 82, 37, 97, 191. And that last one was against the Dragons the last time he played them. Just you got to get him in. Just get him in. So, just enjoy it. So, so why are neither of us talking about uh, captaining him? Good, good. Yeah, that honestly is a good point because I had my captains locked in from basically the time lockout on Monday morning happened, and I was looking at Turbo against the Tigers, and I've been really fixated on that. But it's a really good conversation to have because I think honestly this could be your captaincy or even maybe your vice captain. Oh, you can't even vice captain. It's the second last game of the of the week. Um, yeah, yeah. And could be your captain option. Could be your captain option. That would be ballsy. I think people are a little bit worried about the fact the average is about 40 this year. That, that, that's the yeah. concern. But that text I honestly I think you was, was That text I sent you was genuine concern. Why am I buying a guy for 620K that is averaging 46? And he is because one of he, the top five owned players this week. Let me tell oh, you. Let, let me tell you why we're buying a guy that averages 40 because he's bottomed out in price. Because he was, remember this, during the origin period – but him and Ruben Garrick were the must-have center wing options in your team. If you were competitive in in Supercoach, you had Joey Manu in your team in the middle of the year. And he ended up being one of the four center wings you needed to have at the end of the season. That yep. doesn't change in one year. I know the Roosters have been bad, but Joey Manu hasn't just lost his football ability. Like he, He's yeah. still a good player. 
He's still getting tackle breaks. Go and look at his tackle break stats. He still gets four to six a game. So you know that he's still doing the things he was doing last year. He's just getting less opportunity. And I feel like Tedesco probably has impacted him. Tedesco's crabbed a little bit, moved side to side, kind of cramped him a little bit through the edges. I, I feel like this changes pretty soon. Yeah, he's going to be a lot more involved. And he could could just cover his break even. And at worst case scenario, he ends up 580. You're holding him through the origin period anyway. And you only lose money when you sell him. And he's not going to be worth less than 620K after the origin period. Yeah. We've talked about enough about Joey Manu, very passionate subject for us as, as we're both buyers, but um, hopefully that's cleared things up. Just get the bloke. Moving on to the Roosters uh, changes. Momorowski will probably kick goals. He's come in at centre um, this week, so he'll probably kick goals this week. Um, the exciting part to see is Angus Crichton named in the second row to start for hey. the Roosters this week, so he plays his first game of the season. Yeah, it's good to see him back. He And we were both starting with him this year if he was named in round one. So it's yeah, good to have I him was back. talking about him as if he was a better option than Cam Murray. I just hope that you know he comes back, uh, he finds some form, and uh, yeah, we're talking about his super coach relevance again in a couple of weeks. So six hundred ninety-seven k. I think it'd be too ballsy to add him this week, though. I just want to. Yeah, that with the footy note. that you've seen from the Roosters, it's been it hasn't been good enough to see. To, to jump on a guy at 700k that hasn't played a game. So uh, another guy around that price tag is Satili Tupanua. He plays his first game off the bench. So let's hope that we see a few low scores from him and he drops in price and he becomes a consideration at the end of Origin because he's a quality oh, player as well. Wouldn't you love to be able to walk up a Jackson Ford or or a Preston or someone like that to Tupan, you know, Tupanua finding some form? I'd really enjoy that for sure. Hey, uh, Sloan, I know you've been itching. I can see you like itching on YouTube here. Um, wanting to talk about Tyrell Sloan. Is he a buy? No. <laughs> yeah, good. I was hoping to bait you into something bigger than that, but uh, no, that's that's a fair analysis really, isn't it? Um, and also we need to remember he went down with an AC joint injury at the back end of the last game for the uh, for the Dragons and it wasn't really publicised or talked about, but um, NRL Physio spoke about it on his podcast, uh, The Magic Sponge, on Sunday night. So, yeah, probably not. Probably not for me. Last no, game and he's week, only three fifty k. If you had to make a pass, he's 400 he does have now. an eighty. Yeah, okay, there you go. He's four hundred. He does have an eighty in him, uh, which is you know a bit of upside if you're chasing that. But yeah, I don't see him as a good downgrade option or an upgrade option, really. So. Yeah, we faded him a bit in the off season. I still think that there's probably more digression to see from him. But anyway, let's move on to the last game of the week: the Storm versus the Warriors. Nick Meany comes back in, Munster to 5'8". Now, um, if you went early on Munster last week, you'd be a bit disappointed with his 30-odd that he got. But I think what you'd be really excited about in this game is to see Nelson Asofa Solomona back in the team. That should help Grant for anybody holding. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Munster's... Oh, Munster could be a trade-out, but I don't know who you go to. I think you want his points this week, and then and then you get off the train. You got you got Munster knowing that he was a lot of money and he can leak some cash. Yep. Yeah, good point. Now, this is a question for you. Are the Warriors the North Queensland Cowboys of 2022? Because they're sitting at third at the moment. And if you put money on the fact that they'd be in the top four after seven rounds, you're a genius. So Or a millionaire. Yeah. Probably that too, to be fair, because it would have been some very steep odds. Thoughts? Are they overachieving? 
Yeah, I think they're overachieving, and I think that they'll come back to earth a little bit as some of these teams come in. But the Warriors just don't get affected by origin. So when they find themselves in this position, usually they can keep it going until round 20. Yeah. Look, I, I wouldn't now wouldn't be surprised to see them finish in the top eight, but, you know, you're sort of banking on some teams like, like the Roosters and, and some of those teams not making the eight to make way for these guys. Like you're definitely ruling out the Cowboys at this stage who we all expected to be there. You know, not everybody expected the Broncos to be in there. They're first. Yeah. You're ruling out some big options if you think that the, that these can keep going, but they've got a good start and yeah, let's ride the wave. It's good to see them winning games too, to be fair. I think that the NRL is in a better position when the Warriors are playing good footy. So I'm I'm enjoying it. They gave up so much to for that uh, for that for COVID, COVID period. So. For sure, mate. Let's um. We've already talked about lots of where the cash is going and and the players that are going to bleed cash. I think Sean Lane's the biggest target for us at 136 break even, isn't he? Like he's going to hopefully drop a couple of hundred k between now and Origin. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Um, I've been waiting. I. Look, I'd be happy to get him sub 600 if that's when he bottoms out because he definitely has a 90 and 100 in him. Um, he does have the base. Hopefully he just plays less minutes and, yeah, it takes a while to move back in. Hopefully he doesn't destroy the Broncos this weekend. So, yeah, yeah I think the worst thing that could happen for super coaches is Sean Lane scoring 100 and the Broncos losing. So, Yeah, and also for you. It's probably yeah. not the best thing oh, either. Yeah, sorry. As a Broncos supporter, mate, let's let's quickly dive into questions and then we'll talk about our trades because there's a few sitting here. Uh, Troy's asked us, who is the cheapy center wing to bring in between Skelton and Casey? Or is there another option? Um, could even grab that young Tigers player, Buller. Thoughts? I don't really like any of them. I, I don't... No, well, not Skelton. Um, I honestly don't like any of them. I can't see myself downgrading. Look, I know that you need to find money with AKP and your war bricks and that sort of thing, but I think you just got to wait another week. Fish out. I agree they're with not you gonna on leave, that. They're, yeah, they're, they're only – their break-evens are, what, 40 and 60? They're not going to leave enough is... cash that is that one of these guys are a good option this week. My pick is Croker. Yep. That's, yep. And that's what – I'm picking the guy on the buy. That, that's where am I? That's where my cash is freed up, which is insane. But I, do, I just don't like any other option. So that, that's the way I'm going with it. Um, Steve has asked, do Sharks, and this is a good point, do Sharks' backline players lose some appeal during Origin if Hines is picked and might not back up? Yeah, but I think that's too big of a deep dive. I think, you know, you've got some games before, before that. They've played their own bye. Look, Trindle was good. Uh, the boys rallied around him. Yeah, I just – I think that's too big of a deep dive. I think you get Mulatalo because he could score 140 this week. Yeah, he could go massive. Um, and that's why a lot of people are looking at him because there's upside there. They have a nice draw. So Yeah, and look, you just, you just move on if it looks like over that period that he's going to leak a heap of cash. Robbie Starr said, how about Mitch Kenny playing 80 minutes at 300K? Oh, honestly, I will delete the app if Mitch Kenny plays 80 minutes. The blokes in New South Wales cup hooker um, and Sonny Luke is sitting on the bench who should be playing 60 minutes a game. Uh, so, And I have Sonny Luke. So I'm very invested in Sonny Luke's performance and, yeah. and also Mitch Kenny's demise. I assume you feel the same? Yeah, Mitch Kenny gets that base and I do see Sonny Luke as a little bit of the impact player. I 
think Sonny Luke should be playing more minutes than he is, and I'm not looking at Mitch Kenny. But, yeah, look. No, yeah, I agree. Yep. Yep, cool. Uh, is Schuster a play this week, Troy's asking? Oh, I'd say yes. Well, I was thinking it during the pod. It, it wasn't on my radar because I sort of forgot about him. But that's that's why we do the pod, and that's why the listeners are in. I would be playing Schuster if he's in my lineup. Good shout. Steve asks, who is the best captaincy option this week? We may as well talk about captains now before we talk about trades. Hines versus the depleted dogs, Turbo and Garrick versus the Tigers, or Manu versus the Dragons. What's, how, what's the direction you're going with captain this week? So right now, I have the VC on either Walsh or Brown. I floated between them. When I saw Reynolds was out, Brown running at Jock Madden, you know, his first game in Broncos colours. Yeah, I thought that Brown could go really large. And I really want the captain on Nico. Now I'm yeah, sort of starting I to like think it. that I could VC Nico and captain Joey Manu because I'd, I'd actually made those notes before team lists come out. I was adding like, uh, Manu, but uh, yeah, he wasn't a captaincy option. Yeah, you're making me think now because I've, I've got VC on Hines and C on Turbo at the moment. Oh, man, Manu. Manu is very, very tempting to be able to throw that C on this week. Oh, it could be genius because, I mean, look, uh, yeah, some people will bring him in, but he's still going to be sub 10% owned. So it's going to be a genius captaincy move. Uh, you know a lot what? of people will be going obvious. Right here, live on the podcast, I am going <laughs> vice-captain Nico Hines, captain Joey Manu, lock it in, write it to the bank. Yeah, let's go top 1%, baby. I'm very excited about that. Um, Damo asks who kicks now for the Roosters. It's going to be Paul Momorowski um, this week based on what I've looked at in the team. Someone suggested Teddy most likely kits. Uh, have you ever seen Teddy kick a goal? No. I don't remember. It did, it just feel really awkward. Like, you know how Teddy, when he runs, he ducks into everything? Can you imagine if he goes for a conversion kick and he ducks into it? It's uh, like I can see Teddy doing that. You know those people that when they bowl and they've got the little skip around because in the backyard they were running around the post. As he <laughs> as he lines up for the kick, he's just gonna do a little duck. Uh, goodness me! Yeah, yeah. Okay, could be just habit. Um, Selman asks. Dive. It is. <laughs> yeah, we put a lot of research into that. Selman asks projected score of thirteen fifty six. Should I consider Manu? Yes, because predicted scores mean nothing. It's it's basically a guess as to based on what super coach you've seen in the past. That's how they think the player is going to go. I wouldn't be looking at your projected basing trades on it. I'd be looking at what your best team is. So, yeah, it's always nice to see a good projected because you know you've made some really good decisions throughout the week. But, yeah, they really mean nothing. That's not what we're getting Manu. We're not getting Manu for his 46. I'll tell you that for free. And Damon's made a good point here. I don't know whether you mentioned it, but um, when the Sharkies don't have Nico, they still have Braden Trindle, who I remember yeah. in the preseason, Matty, you were talking about how great Braden Trindle was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to go back into our Instagram, real early on into our Instagram, there's a there's a bit of a reel there with Matty talking about the fact that you should never buy Braden Trindle because he's never going to be an option and he's a really bad football player. So, yeah, well, he's only scored 0.4 ppm for his whole career up until this year, where he, uh, yeah, looks like prime Jock Madden. So, do you want to um, retract that statement yet, or are you still running with it? No, I'm still running with it. Okay. Um, and yeah, Robbie Stars mentioned. I mean, I'm emotionally invested in making sure that Mitch Kenny doesn't see time on the field. So, I understand that, but he did play lock forward when Sonny Luke came on. So he did end up playing through the whole game. So I understand that. I, I don't know whether they do that every week though. 
I think when they're full strength, Mitch Kenny just goes back to doing the bare minimum. So yeah, they've got a lot of guys to come in. So mate, talk to us through trades this week. What are your thoughts? Well, um, Karaz and Keon have to go due to injury for me. And it's been Mano and Maddo in. Another option was Garrick and Host in for Karaz and Keon. But I was saying this before. My opinion was Manu and Maddo are going to outscore Garrick and Host. I'll have 31 trades left and two boosts. The one thing is now looking at it, I am thinking about the matchup against the Tigers. And I'm thinking, why don't I just go, Schuster? Sit with that money in the bank. Um, Ryan Madison's not going to make money or lose money this week. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of just changing changing that, having a bit more flexibility next week. I'm doing a live, few things live on the Live captaincy changes, live trade changes. We're, mate, we're all about transparency here on the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I love it. My thoughts are I'm going Taruva, Dewey, and Karaz out. Obviously, Karaz injured. Um, Taruva looking probably to drop cash. I really don't like his role outside Tungo this year. I feel like there's a, a lot of concerns um, from the eye watch there. And obviously, Adam Dewey's out for the season, or pretty much out for the season. He's been confirmed yep. by the Tigers to have surgery this week. So I'm bringing in Jared Croker, who's on the buy, but I feel like that sentimental value of Jared Croker means a lot more to the Raiders than what we value. Um, I'm bringing in Dill Bags. Dylan Brown, it's about time. I feel like he probably has bottomed out. I feel like against the Broncos, if Adam Reynolds doesn't play, and even honestly, even if he runs at Adam Reynolds, like Adam Reynolds isn't a good defender. So I feel like they could actually cause a bit of havoc there with Jordan Ricky on that edge with Sean Lane and Dillbags. So could be in for a big game this week. And I'm bringing Joey Manu in as a bit of a no-brainer. I was bring, Honestly, I want to say I was bringing him in before he got named at 5'8", just like you. Yeah. Too, too good to pass up. I feel like he can get his 110 break even this week, so that's why I'm riding with him. Yeah, now Jordan Ricky, up- anytime try scorer, let's do it. <laughs> Mate, the one other trade that I could do, instead of going to Ruva to Croker, I can afford to do Hopgood down to Jacob Host. What are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, Hopgood has been named on the bench. We know Lane, Madison, they're big minute forwards. Um, Junior Bolo and Regan Campbell-Gillard are going to do their work through the middle. Is Hopgood going to get more than 40 minutes? No, I actually prefer the Jacob Host with his negative break even uh, than your other trade. He could honestly, in three weeks, Jacob Host make 100, 120K. And I could be then, I could have another stepping stone up to a guy that's in the 500s again. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's I really an option like I have it. to consider. I have to consider that I really this like week. It. Play. As I somebody mean, and, that got really good, I am pretty happy with the decision. So if you'd like to join, after joining me on the Dillbags side this week with your first trade, yeah, you can you can join me. Join me by getting rid of Hopgood. Okay. Live live on air. We're doing it. It's done. Locked it in. So Taruva can stay another week. Uh, yeah, so Taruva's in for another week. Good luck to him. Hopefully he gets his break even, doesn't lose me too much cash, but... We'll do that. Yep. I do I do like host. I think with Keon Kalomatangi out for some time, it means that he's probably one position safe in the second row now with them using Cheekam on that right edge for God knows how long yeah. they're going to have to use him for. So I feel like he's locked in for at least six weeks minimum. So I feel like he's locked in. Uh, which leaves me with 31 trades and two boosts. So yep. I just want to talk everybody through before we wrap up a little bit of my plan over the next 12 to 13 weeks, because I think we need to start thinking about origin. I think it's pretty relevant now to start thinking about your picks, thinking about how many trades you want to have left at the back end of the season for the run home. My plan, I've got 31 left and two boosts. I want to have 10 trades left 
from round 21. So yep. if I, if that will mean then I'll have 10 trades, essentially I'll be maybe looking to use maybe three or four of those 10 trades at the end to get my team set for the run home. And I'll have six, five trades for injuries, which we know are going to happen. COVID, HIAs, 11-day stand-downs. There's so much more to go on this year. So I feel like I'll have those in the bank, um, which means I'll ne- I have 21 trades to use between around nine and 20. So 12 rounds in the origin period, 21 trades. And if I can keep within that, I'll be in a pretty good spot in the run home to, to hopefully make up some ground that I've lost. Yeah. And I'm looking at both our teams. Like there's not that many origin players. I feel like right now, you know, the buys are more of an issue than origin players. So, yeah, it's just being aware of who plays those buys, and we'll have some more shows about that as we uh, as we navigate a bit closer to that yeah. origin period. The buy yeah, period. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. We I should think call it we'll the buy do, period. We'll call it the buy period, and um, we'll do. A, I think we probably should do one full episode on buy planning because it's going to be pretty relevant. Oh, obviously, it's really relevant, but it's going to be pretty crucial to teams looking to move up the overall rankings. Maybe not so relevant for head-to-head, but overall, people are going to be all over that stuff and, and want to know how they can set their team up to manage those buy periods, which players you want to get on, which ones are looking at being rested. There's a lot to consider with the the bye weeks, I think, this year with the change to the rules as well, which means we don't need to rip our teams apart. They're playing best 13 scoring players on the major buy round. So there's lots to consider. So we'll do a full episode on that. Um, Mate, that brings us to the end. We've covered a lot again, as we always do. We always end up going over time in terms of planning, but um, hopefully the guys one, that are watching. I thought this one might have been able to go a bit longer, so I'm pretty happy with that one. But um, guys, thanks for obviously watching. If you've made it all the way to the end, please subscribe if you haven't. Um, obviously, a lot of people that watch our episodes and listen haven't subscribed yet. So please hit the subscribe, hit the like. It's the only way we can reach more people to grow the podcast. And obviously we really appreciate everybody's support, everybody hopping on live, all the comments, all the questions. Um, Definitely makes this all worthwhile. So thank you. Guys, we will not be back until probably Tuesday night, Matty, I think, because obviously Anzac Day, Tuesday, uh, public holiday, how good. So we'll do a bit of a Tuesday wrap-up, I think, next week. Yeah, it It'd be a bit silly to do it earlier with two games to come. I'm just wondering when they're going to name team lists. But anyway, we'll stay posted. We'll be watching the NRL site. And, uh, yeah, we'll be chatting about all any trade talk, any injuries and everything on our Twitter. Yeah, definitely. So follow us on Twitter. You can at SC underscore Matrix and at Brain underscore FS. You'll be able to find us there. We do we do talk a lot on Twitter about our trades, our thoughts, um, and any players that we're looking at for the following week. I think from memory, Matty, they list teams on Wednesday after Anzac Day yeah, Tuesday. Okay. Cool. So we might do an episode maybe on the Thursday that week just to kind of give everybody a bit of a rundown into that next round. But, guys, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll see you in a week. Good luck this week. Plenty of green arrows for everyone. Catch you later. Bye. 